Hello, hello, hello. Michelle Outlander here with your entertainment news Outlander style on this March 10th, 2019. Sunday evening, the begin the night of daylight savings time. You need to spring forward an hour tonight so you will be on time to work in the morning. So that's my advice at the beginning of the show. How's everybody doing? We have... This is our music episode this evening. We've got Eddie Outlander here. Hello again. He is ready and waiting to give you guys some awesome information on some vinyl um, collecting and so forth. And I, I know it's really popular right now, so we will see what he has to say here in a few minutes. Um, first of all, I want to talk about Luke Perry. We lost him few days ago, suffered a massive stroke at his home, and it's sad. He was an icon. Beverly Hills 90210, currently, he was on every episode of Riverdale. Um, the nation is mourning. Um, he was everybody's crush on 90210, and he's just a very respected actor. Um, he had some problems early on, but it's real sad. He, um, They say he could possibly, it may take five years to get um, in the works, but they say he'd possibly up to get his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I don't know what all, I read that earlier, and I'm not sure what all that entails, but they said that it's possible. There's a, like a waiting period to do that. So I hope that works out because that will be well-deserved. Second of all, in case you all were worried about it, R. Kelly is out of jail. He paid his back child support. He is out. I know you're all losing sleep over this. And he does not think his career will be altered by this little flub up of all the sexual accusations and sexual assault accusations. I'm, I hope for his sake it works out. But like I said, I just knew you guys were all worried. So I want to set your mind at ease so you could sleep good tonight. Okay. Taylor Swift. Oh, good God. She's got... Another stalker. This one has broken into her house twice. He gets more angry every time. And he says he will do it again in a crazed interview at the police station. He said next time he will be more violent to get into her home. All he wants to do is talk to her because she seems nice. That's why he keeps breaking violently into her home. It was just like a year ago. There was literally a guy outside her estate throwing money over the wall over her. Um, privacy wall at her estate, hollering her name, asking to marry her. That's another way to go about it, you know. Yeah, let's go find what star we want to be with and throw money. Like they're, like they're destitute on the other side of the wall. They need some cash thrown over. That's going to make them say yes to your proposal. Okay, anyways. And my, my other question is Taylor Swift. You people like Jennifer Lopez, Matthew McConaughey, all these people, they're like, I'm not saying Taylor Swift is ugly, but in the grand scheme of things, why does she get repetitive stalkers? I've never had a stalker. I don't think I'm that bad looking. You know, Taylor Swift, I don't know. But she's got her, I don't know, stalkers. I mean, I don't know. It's just something to ponder as you're going to sleep tonight. Just wonder why in the world she keeps getting all these stalkers. None of, it, none of us get any. So there we go. That's a question that will probably always bother me. Now, another sad, sad tidbit here. George Foreman's daughter, Frida, dead at 42 in her home in Texas. 
Um, foul play, they say, is suspected. There's no autopsy reports back yet, but she is one of his five daughters. He also has five sons. Um, she had have an early boxing career. Um, she actually won five um, big matches, and he reportedly paid her a fee, uh, paid her a reward to stop boxing as him and his wife were worried that she was going to get hurt. So I'm sure more will come out with this in the next few days about why she died. I know they will put that in the news because um, foul play. I don't know what kind of life she's led in the past years, but it doesn't sound like it was a very, a very settling one. So let's see. What else do we have here? Michael Jackson music. There's okay. There's stations in the UK, Netherlands, um, Canada. They're banning his music from their stations. Okay. I understand he was, he led a very freaky, weird lifestyle. And he's dead. This has been over a decade ago. Now this is all coming up because HBO puts a show out. Okay. I got to tell you, I'm going to listen to his music. I'm not one to judge no me or no one else. None of us knows what he did in his personal life. Um, I can't say I don't care. But I'm not going to quit listening to his music. And I tell you what, the streaming music is still going to sell. They can they can block it off their stations all they want. But I believe it's kind of like, I don't know. You just need to, if he, if he comes on, you don't want to listen to it, turn it off. Okay? People have the choice to, to keep it on the radio station or turn it off. You know, um, I know these stations are not wanting people to turn off their station, but... I'm going to still play the music when I'm cleaning house and I'm going to still turn it up in my car because I know all the words and I'll moonwalk across my kitchen when it comes on much to my family's dismay. But I, like I said, I like the music. I always will. And I'm going to get some haters because of that. But you know what? I'm a Michael Jackson fan. I still have my red beat it jacket hanging in my closet. So there you go. Okay. Dozens of stations. They need to just get a life and, I don't think they know what they're doing, to be honest. Um, Alex Trebek, 78, stage four pancreatic cancer. And I, I guess he just recently, like today, has been taken to the hospital. He did this heartfelt, he did a video um, talking about his disease, um, the stage of it, and how he's going to fight it. Um, at his stage, it means it's spread to other organs when it's stage four, and Less than 5% diagnosed with stage four cancer live past five years. Um, but there are ones that excel and do great. So we are all, he's legendary. He's iconic. He's a good man. And that's sad news. And we, um, he's going to be missed. And I hope he can fight this and beat it. And um, our prayers and thoughts go out to him and his family. And we're hoping for the best. Jordan Woods. Okay. I didn't, wasn't going to talk about her because I'm really sick of hearing about it. I try to kind of keep the Kardashians out of my episodes as much as I can because even though they all have beautiful children, I get sick of hearing about them. Jordan Woods is wanting to do a reality show on her own. She's probably going to be kicked off the Kardashian one because the Kardashians hate her now. At least that's what I think. They don't really like her and her gravy train is like kind of stopped. You know, don't bite the hand that feeds you yeah, don't screw with Chloe's baby daddy and you might be able to stay on the show. Anyways, the Jenners and Kardashians are going to be, um, they're going to shut that shit down if she tries to get a reality show and get some money because she's only famous. She's only in the news because of 
them and I don't think they should be in the news all they are anyway because what do they do um that's a whole nother story I get sick of hearing about I'm not gonna talk about anymore but Jordan Woods she shouldn't even be in the news at all okay big news as I'm gonna finish out my little part of my segment here J-Lo and Alex Rodriguez are engaged it's official he posts on his Instagram this is good news and I just hope they have a baby think about how beautiful or handsome that baby will be because both of them, they're just like 10 pluses, okay? Be this beautiful little golden Latino baseball playing baby that's just going to be like amazing. So let's just, if anybody sees them, tell them to get at it because they need to have a child. Okay, Mark Ronson also, one more thing, he's off the market. Rebecca Schwartz, a talent executive for SNL, he's off the market. They're dating he was seen at her with, at the Academy Awards. So he was actually the co-writer of Shallow, Lady Gaga. And she was there with him at the Academy Awards. Another thing, he makes me think of Pete Davidson. For some reason, Pete Davidson's getting dating Kate Beckinsale. Pete Davidson, he's a goober. How does he get all these beautiful women? I don't know. He looks like he always has the flu. Looks like he's walking around. He should have like 101 fever and he's dehydrated. He just looks funny to me. But anyways, people are going to hate me for that too, I'm sure. But that's just what I think. Okay. I think that is about all of my news for right now. Jonas Brothers have, the re they reunited. They got their big hit Sucker out and it's heading towards number one as we speak. Um, oh, one more thing. I can't, I can't, I gotta, I gotta talk about this. Lady Gaga, fan or not, her career is on fire. She was the first one to win an Oscar, Grammy, Golden Globe, and a BAFTA award in a single year. Okay, that being said, her engagement to Chris Carino broke up two weeks before the Oscars, right before she had this heated, biggest, most beautiful performance with Bradley Cooper on the Oscars. Okay, it's all over that they think they have this secret romance. I don't think they do. I'm thinking Chris Carino thought they might. It's just too coincidental. They broke off their engagement right before the Oscars. And I know deep down, we might all really want Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga to really be doing something because that would, would that just not be the perfect ending to the beautiful love, to the perfect little love story song. Anyways, now I think I am done for now. I may have one more thing I want to talk about at the end, but Eddie is sitting here waiting to talk right now. He is ready to go. Well, hello again. Um, I'd like to thank Michelle for having me back on her podcast again. Thanks for coming, Eddie. Everyone's been real excited. I've actually been getting messages on Twitter on how they can follow Eddie on Twitter. So you need to step it up and yeah, not Eddie get an account. I'm kind of on a social media blackout at the moment. Well, but now you're getting more popular in social media since you've been on my podcast. You need to kind true, of get back in true. a little bit because you're getting requested some. Yeah. So. Well, so we were kind of discussing what we were going to do for the next music episode, and I kind of had thrown out a couple ideas, and I mentioned doing a segment on vinyl collecting, and you seemed to think that was a great idea. Well, I actually have people close to me in my life that actually collect vinyl. Yeah, like me. You <laughs> and my son-in-law. Yeah. And yeah. my cousin who's like a brother to me. Very true, yes. Um, they're both big vinyl collectors and they play them regularly, you know. It's like a big we get them for them as gifts and I mean it's Absolutely. just a big part of their life. And it's like 
And my question is, why now? Why is vinyl resurging now? You know, the, it's kind of cliche to say this, but it really never hasn't gone away. You know, people say that about things all the time, but really in the case of vinyl, it never really completely went away. I mean, for the greater part of the 20th century, it was the primary format for distributing music to the average person. That's how we listened to our music, you know, back in the 40s, 50s and on. And it was only until the mid to late 80s when it really saw a decline in the mainstream because of the introduction of CDs. And the other thing, too, is people got used to having things like the Walkman and the Discman that allowed them to take their music on the go. And it's kind of hard to take a record player and, and walk around the neighborhood and go jogging with it, you know. So that kind of kind of led to its, I think, its demise. <laughs> but the thing to remember, though, is during that same period when it was declining, it wasn't all the major record labels were moving away from vinyl. You still had a lot of independent record labels um, that were putting out things like punk and alternative rock and heavy metal. They were still putting out all of those releases on vinyl in addition to CD and tape. Um, because a lot of people in that who listened to those genres really liked vinyl for a number of different reasons, which we'll discuss here shortly. Now I can walk in like books a million now yes. and there's displays. And, you know, I think really the, the first resurgence that we really saw in vinyl, at least with some sort of interest from the mainstream was back in the early nineties when bands like Nirvana came out, um, Sonic Youth, a lot of those grunge and alternative rock bands because they had all grown up listening to vinyl. They had put out some of the releases on vinyl. In fact, back in 1990, before Nirvana's Nevermind came out, you could go to, you could, before the internet really, um, you could go to SST, or not, excuse me, Sub Pop, their record label, order their catalog, and you could buy their first album, Bleach, on vinyl directly from them. Um, it was... It was well-liked amongst uh, music fans at that time period. And it, like I said, it really never went away. Those those labels in the underground has always been a, a place where vinyl has been consistently released as an option for, you know, listening to a, a new release. I like it that it's out again. I find that very, I find, I like kind of nostalgic because a lot of my growing up years I had vinyl. Yes. And, you know, I think there's several reasons, I think, why we're seeing this resurgence. I mean, there's different people are going to have different reasons why they got into got into vinyl again or now. Nowadays, some people have never gotten out of it. They've listened to it their entire life. Um, and I really you can sort of boil it down to four things, four types of people I would say or in plus there's going to be some people who are kind of in both more than one category but basically nostalgia is always going to drive something like this a resurgence of an old format or an old technology or an old style um, people are going to want to recapture part of their youth their childhood they want if like in your case you've mentioned sitting around on what Sunday nights yes we had a living room in our basement and Mom and Dad and I would sit down there and listen to records. That was our yeah. fun for the evening, you know. That's back in the 80s, early 80s. Late 70s, early 80s is when we did that. And see, my mom had several albums, and, and she mostly collected a lot of 
45s, a lot of singles of just, you know. I have a lot of those too. Yeah. Um, She collected or bought a lot of those and that's how, uh, and we listened to them, but I, we really, you know, I didn't have that sort of experience in my childhood. My real experience with vinyl was later on when I was a teenager, excuse me. And I, you know, I started finding some of these uh, punk bands or alternative bands that were putting stuff out in vinyl. And I started buying it then and was playing it on my crappy sound design turntable in my room that I had, that the record player was the only thing that worked in it. The tape deck didn't work. And I had a Emerson boom box sitting next to it that I pumped into it so I could listen to my CD. It was, it was a mess, but that's, that's a whole other story. <laughs> um, the other thing that you'll hear a lot if you listen to, if you go on internet forums, which I know that's kind of a bottomless pit, um, the internet in general nowadays seems that way, um, you'll hear a lot of discussion about audio quality of vinyl versus CD or digital downloads. Um, some people say that vinyl sounds better. It sounds warmer. Um, others argue that you know digital is, has more clarity. It has more range you can hear a wider variety of sounds <clears throat> i'm not going to argue with with that my feeling is, is that vinyl has a distinct sound it sounds different than the other formats and each format typically sounds different from each other i mean you know there's a di- clearly a difference listening to vinyl versus you know analog tape like a cassette or listening to cd and some people just like that different sound that it has, the different sound quality. And I think there's some styles of music that really lend itself to um, the sound that of vinyl. Um, you know, because there are some inherent limitations in the format. The recording actually has to be EQ'd in a certain way so it'll fit in there. Because if there's too much bass in, uh, in the frequencies in it, it can actually vibrate... It can actually vibrate the uh, stylus right out of the track of the record um, if it's too loud of a or too deep of a frequency. Um, so there's some compromises that have to be made to get a recording on there. But I think that gives character to the recording. And, and there's certain types of music I think that really lend itself. You know, I've mentioned you know punk, <clears throat> definitely rock music. I think you know classic rock, some heavy metal. Um, I, I think all, so a lot of those lend itself or for me, I like listening to jazz, uh, especially, you know, the older recordings on vinyl, just because it kind of, that's the sound. When I think of jazz, that's what I think of that sound. I, I want to hear that little crackly part at the exactly, beginning. Exactly. Yes. Kind of sitting in the smoky bar. You know, or, or you know, like classic hip hop as well. I mean, that was a big mm-hmm. format. I mean, the yeah. entire, the entire, you got to remember hip hop music is based all around the vinyl record. I mean, they were using turntables and, to and Mixed, multiple copies uh-huh. of records and juggling those beats together to come up to stitch together a song, which is amazing in itself. I don't know. Maybe someday I might talk about the history of mm-hmm. of DJing and yeah. how all that evolves. That's that's a very yeah. interesting subject. Actually, one of the other reasons too that people I think and this is I think applies to more younger generations. I think I can't say, but this is how I. One of the reasons I like collecting vinyl nowadays, it's not necessarily that I'm trying to recapture my childhood. It's not that I think the auto, audio quality is better, but the experience of playing vinyl is so much different than digital downloads versus a CD. It's a pain in the butt 
to skip tracks on a record. You have to pick up the you have to pick up the tone arm and find that little groove that's in between each track and try to set it down and get but it right. Yeah, it's easier to do that when I had my cassette tapes trying to get in between. Yes, songs. try yeah. That, fast forward, stop. Fast forward, that, stop. That drove me insane. <laughs> you know, when I was making my notes earlier, I was thinking about this whole thing, and I remember trying to with tapes. You know, yeah, that's why I were, started buying the cassette singles. Oh yeah! Oh god! Because I didn't like listening to one whole side of the cassette, not being able to have to listen to the bad songs too. Cassette singles. Yeah, I, I almost. Oh, I had about a whole those. suitcase full of them. I only had one. I had a bunch because I didn't like listening to all the bad and the good songs. I just wanted my few songs I liked. That's you mentioned that listening to the bad and the good songs and the whole filler argument. Um. I, I think that's one of the reasons that I've really started collecting vinyl again, a little more active. I've always sort of bought some here and there. If I saw something that I like turn up on, you know, eBay or saw it at a local store, I would add, buy it, add it to my collection. But one thing I found is that when you're listening to vinyl, you have a tendency to put it on and just listen to a complete side of it. You don't, it's since it's kind of a pain mm -hmm. to skip around it sort of encourages you to listen to it as a complete recording and not just a playlist that you can skip around and rearrange to your liking. And all. You have to follow, I guess, what the artist intended for you to listen to. I spent half my time getting eye level with it, trying to get on my certain songs. <laughs> so that's just me. So I, just, I understand what you're saying, though. Well, and, you know, I think there's a, there's a lot of times where you've bought an album and you kind of go, uh, you know, I don't know about this. I haven't list, heard any of these other songs. I've heard maybe a few that are popular on the radio, or I heard part of the album being played, you know, by a friend or something. But if you sit down and listen to it, you may find a song that you listen to the first, you know, few seconds of it and you go, oh, that sounds kind of silly. And But you actually listen to it and you realize, oh, wow, this is really a good song. See, think about how many vinyl albums I had compared to the big box of 45s I had. I know. You know, I was more of a person who, like, if I actually bought an LP, I would buy it because I liked a song. Well, exactly. And you know, so I didn't really buy it to listen to all of it. So that's why, given the opportunity, I would just buy the forty-five. And that's actually my—that's kind of my strategy with listening or with buying vinyl nowadays—is buying albums from bands that I like, albums that I've heard before that I know I'm going to—I'm going to like them. And I, but I still take chances every now and again. Um, if you know an artist that I like comes out with a new album, I'll you know go ahead and buy it. Um, just you know, because chances are I'm going to like it. I may not, but you know. You got your ones like Michael Jackson, Air Supply, Chicago. You could pretty much play those both sides, and 75% of them were hit songs. So I like I, those are ones I would listen to. Yeah, both sides. But see, that's my style of music. Yes, that's I know. True. <laughs> I know, but. And I think the last thing, and this has always been a an aspect of people collecting vinyls, the act of collecting itself. Um, I have a good friend who um, who's collected since the 70s and has a pretty impressive collection. And he goes for a lot of rare first pressings of, of albums, like a lot of classic albums. Um, and there are people who do that. They're looking for the first pressing of the record. Um and he even was discussing, I think it was on social media, he was talking to uh, 
one of another mutual friend who had started kind of just going to garage sales and things and buying vinyl. And he'd found a copy of Led Zeppelin four, you know, that has stairway to heaven mm-hmm. on it. And he was getting really in depth explaining to him that there's different pressings of the album. And if you look for one that inside of that little, that smooth area between the label and where the grooves end, mm-hmm. you'll see like a certain name inscribed. And he goes, that's like the best pressing. So mm. it gets really, really detailed. It's a really deep rabbit hole that some people, you could get lost in, in information and just trying to be that depth of, you know, that depth of collecting. And the thing is you don't necessarily have to go for, that aspect of it. You know, a lot of people are just going to buy records they want to hear, vinyl they want to hear, and listen to it. But there's some people who enjoy the aspect of collecting rare or, uh, you know, for instance, you know, if you don't want to collect first editions, which are expensive depending on the artist, you can collect modern reissues of classic albums. A lot of times you can get, say, um, one of my recent purchases, I got Metallica's Master of Puppets, one of my all-time favorite albums, Um, it's a repressing on 180 gram vinyl. Um, and it sounds great and I'm happy to have it as part of my collection. Um, the other thing is you have bands nowadays, a lot of bands nowadays put out their album as a digital download, but the only physical copy they release is vinyl. They won't release a CD or, you know, nobody releases. Well, they're, cassettes are kind of starting to see sort of a resurgence too as well, but not nearly as hardcore. I do think, they still vinyl. sell CDs in the stores? They I do. Yes. Them in, I haven't yes. looked for them in a long um, time. Walmart's got like a bin sometimes out there. They used to be at the, all the end caps used to be yeah. everywhere. I don't even see those anymore. So the CD selection is kind I think of the last one I bought was Michael Bublé's Christmas CD. Really? Uh-huh. <laughs> the girls always knew when that's when mom was ready to go. So, and we know what I had to do sometime. I have a cousin that lives not too far from me. I would love to get him and you on one of these episodes. Oh, that'd be awesome, yeah. I could do a whole music episode, mm-hmm. just you two on there. I would love to hear what you guys had to say. <laughs> because he has, like, tons of LPs. He's uh-huh. a big music collector. It's all my uncle's music, all which is tons. I mean, he yeah. just has. He's been in a band. He plays the bass guitar. Um, he's a big music fanatic and I would just love to get him on here with you guys, with you and get, we'll have to, we'll have to, I'll keep you updated. We'll work on that because that would be an episode that'd be a force to be reckoned with right there. I'll have to get that figured out. So, so I think, and I think those are the reasons like we discussed or why there's the resurgence. So, and I have to ask you a favor. Uh-huh. Please bring my LPs in out of the garage. They I are will. they are important too, even though they're not your style of music. Do I have to put them on the shelf? With yes, please. Okay, I will. Okay. <laughs> hey guys, we have. Oh, Eddie, are you done? No, I'm not done. I was, I still... I was trying to cut you that off. Would, that would be kind of kind of rude to enter there. We haven't <laughs> even told the people how to get into it if they want to. Okay, sorry, sorry guys. Okay, Eddie, <laughs> continue on. So I don't want to spend a whole lot more time discussing this, but I think the really important thing though, is that a lot of people are going to ask, what do you need to get into collecting and listening to vinyl? Um, You obviously need a turntable, record player, whatever you want to call it. um, And you'll need some sort of speakers, but it's a little more complicated than that because, excuse me, it depends on what you're going to buy. You could go out and buy a vintage turntable from a flea market or a uh, thrift store. And you run into a problem right off the bat is they 
may or may not have a built-in preamp. Now on old stereos, there was an input on the back that said Phono was specifically made for putting mm -hmm. plugging in a record player. And the reason being is that the signal that a record player outputs or a turntable outputs on its own is not the same as what you would get from a CD player. It's a lot weaker and it has to go through some processing to change the EQ of that particular that sound. <clears throat> Excuse me. So you'll have to get some sort of preamp and then you need an amplifier or a powered set of speakers. That can get all complicated. Then you run into the issue if you buy something old like that, it could end up being not well maintained. You'll need to replace the stylus or the needle. Um, you may need to replace the belts if it's belt driven. You may have other issues with it. You may also have electrical issues because there's some electrical components in there that drive the motor. Um, and you're kind of, it's kind of one of those things where there's really not exactly a place in most towns where you can take your turntable in and get it serviced. Um, what a lot of people do, and I kind of cringe when I hear people say they're going to do this, do this, is they'll go to Walmart or Target and they'll buy one of those Crossley record players. And that's fine. I see the attraction to it. It's self-contained. It's got built-in speakers, amplifier, everything. It's everything you need. You can just come home and start playing your records. The problem is the sound quality is just not that great. And I think there are better options that if you're wanting to get into vinyl, I think you'll enjoy it more, especially if you're kind of into the sound, you want your records to sound good. Um, it's not going to be as cheap as going out and buying one of those, but I think eventually you'll thank me later on. The, ch the cheapest turntable that I would even recommend that anybody go out and buy would be an Audio-Technica ATLP60. It's $99. Um, you can get it online from several sources. It's got a built-in preamp, and all the only other thing you would need is either a stereo or maybe a set of powered speakers. In fact, my setup is the USB version of that same turntable plugged into a set of Klipsch uh, Pro Media 2.1 speakers, the computer speakers. It sounds, it sounds okay. It's not a bad setup. I, I want to upgrade someday to something a little bit higher quality, but you know what? It works. I don't think it, it doesn't sound terrible to me. Um, now if you can't afford you, that's going to end up costing you about $200 for a setup like that, getting a decent pair of sp uh, speakers and a decent turntable. <clears throat> but you know, if all you could, if all you can afford is the Crossley, go for it. Just realize that if you don't feel it sounds very well, you're probably going to need to upgrade to get a better experience. And there are also several other brands to consider if you decide you want to upgrade later on to something higher quality. Um, Audio-Technica also makes the LP120, um, which is an, uh, it's, Actually, very similar to the, I believe it's the Tech, uh, Technics 1200. It's the sort of the famed uh, hip-hop DJ turntable. It's got the same tone arm design. The looks are somewhat similar. It's not exactly like it, but it's another well-recommended uh, turntable. It'll cost you a little bit more. Um, Audio-Technica, though, mentioning them, just recently has 
expanded their line of turntables. They've had the ATLP60 and 120 now for several years. Well, they've just added multiple. Uh, they've just added multiple new uh, turntables to their lineup. Some that actually have Bluetooth, where you can stream it to Bluetooth speakers. Which that might be an option if you already have a Bluetooth speaker. You can just purchase one of those. Um, some people probably look down upon that, but you know what? It's your this is your hobby. If you're going to get into it, it's your music, listen to it how you want to. Don't let anybody else tell you how you need to listen to it. Um, you know, also we need to talk about care of your records. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time because basically records get dirty over time. And as they get dirty, their sound quality deteriorates. So they need some care every now and again. And so does your turntable. One thing you might you pick up when you pick up your turntable is some sort of cleaning brush. They usually are about the same length as one half of the record, and you just hold it there, and it will brush around in a circular motion, following the grooves, not like you're scrubbing, but follow the grooves around the record, and that will get, help to get some of that dust out. If you purchased a used record and it just sounds terrible, you may have to do something a little bit more in depth. And there's plenty of videos and posts all over the internet explaining how to properly clean vinyl. Okay, I have a question. Sure, go ahead. Like, where do you go to get these? I mean, do you go to thrift stores? Do you go to retailers online? What what, what do you do? What's the best way to do it? If Every, you're start? Everything that you've mentioned is an option. Um, and it's really, it ultimately depends on what you want, what you're into. Now, are, you, are you taking a chance if you go, I mean, you're going to find a lot of them. I see big bins of them like at thrift stores and rummage sales. I mean, yeah. are they going to be scratched? I mean, I always have reservations about buying, about buying things like that. It's possible. Like that. But you know. With thrift stores, thrift stores are kind of my, yeah, I'm not, I haven't been really that lucky with thrift stores, to be honest with you. The problem is, is that it seems like the thrift store record bins are just picked over. There's nothing good hardly ever in there. I've looked through them several times. And I never find anything that I feel is of value. Um, at least around here, you have lots of like really old crooners that are, time has forgotten um, old country albums that just aren't, you know, they're not Johnny Cash and Waylon and, you know, those guys, it's like sort of these once again, sort of B list mm -hmm. sort of things or the religious albums or old classical or, you know, things like that. You start combing the estate auctions. That's where you could find some neat That's stuff where you'll I find bet. some good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yes, the thing about, like you mentioned the condition at a thrift store, if you find something really cool and you take a chance and it ends up being in not the greatest condition. Can you get it fixed then? Can you get the it might be, it might just might just be no, you really can't resurface them, but uh -huh. you might be able to get it clean. But the thing is, most of the time, thrift stores you're buying them for 50 cents. That's true. Which is dirt cheap. I mean, that's you know, that's not a big gamble. So just let's just say I had a Johnny Cash one, but I had a scratch on it, would still be worth having in my collection. You know? A lot of people collect stuff like that as a placeholder. Say right. that, say the jacket is really good or the, right. the, you know, the sleeves are really good. They'll looks, put it on their yeah. shelf and then they'll look and see. Maybe they might find a copy that's, right. you know, has a worse jacket, but the, the record's mm -hmm. in good condition. Um, 
You can also go to, there's still record stores around or music stores or these sort of big entertainment warehouse things. That, like Best Buy. I mean, what kind no, of. No, not Best Buy. There... More like a local place. So, you know, something like um, here in the Midwest, at least around our area, we have a chain uh, called Vintage Stock. Um, and they have, uh, they've, if you're in St. Louis, it's known as V Stock up that way. Um, they, they actually sell vinyl, have a pretty good mix of vinyl, new releases, old releases, some collectible stuff. Um, look in your area. I, you know, if you're on the West coast and say in LA, you know, Amoeba music, of course, is, is there, there still freestanding music stores anymore? Like Sam Goody? And are, those, I, don't, I, I don't know. I don't you know. know just music those. only. They've, there's a few places, but like in some of the larger cities, you have stores that exclusively, um, deal in vinyl. There's actually one up and I can't remember the name of the store, one in Kansas city that is in the Westport area, exclusively vinyl. I believe um, you'll find places like that all around that have a good vinyl selection and they're, they're usually in decent condition. You're going to pay a little bit because you're getting better quality, but you know, older releases. Um, and that, that, what we're talking about is if you're looking for typically older releases, you're obviously not going to find a copy of Lady Gaga's debut album on vinyl sitting in a thrift store or, you know, a place that deals in vintage classic records. <clears throat> now, one of the big attractions, sorry about that, folks, our little Pomeranian is <laughs> anyway, um, Now, if you're looking for newer releases, you can check places like a lot of bookstores, places like Barnes and Noble, Books a Million. Uh, a lot of stores like that are carrying new releases and reissues of old vinyl as well. Um, actually, that's where I bought my copy of Master of Puppets. Um, you can also look online as well. There's a lot of retailers online that sell uh, vinyl on Amazon and places like that. And eBay is an option for all of the different types of vinyl that you may want, whether it's classic reissues or whatever. And I've bought some stuff on there, but eBay, especially you have to be careful. I love eBay. I love eBay too, but you know what? There's all types of people selling on eBay. And when you get to something, when you start getting into collectibles and collectibles start becoming something of value, something that you can do for profit, mm -hmm. you start attracting all <clears throat> sorts of people who are trying to make money. I'm not saying they're being nefarious. They've got some sort of evil intention. It's just that they don't, they're not aware of how important that our item is arriving in good condition for you. I've in years past, I collected a, some video games and some boxed computer games. And I have seen some things mailed to me in an envelope, no padding and not in a rigid box. It's a, and they can get crushed easy. <clears throat> you want to make sure if somebody, you're going to spend $25, $30 or more on collectible vinyl, that you're buying it from somebody who knows what they're doing. They're not just going to take it and throw it in a flat rate envelope or a manila <laughs> envelope or whatever and mail it to you like that. They're actually going to take the time and buy a proper record mailer. Um, or, you know, if they, they're not going to do that, they don't have access to that. They're going to make an attempt to mail it in something where it's going to arrive intact in the decent mm -hmm. condition for you. Um, so that's just one thing to be aware of on eBay. Just look for a reputable seller, somebody who deals in vinyl 
and not somebody who's just got is all over the place. Yeah, look at the reviews. You know? Exactly. That's definitely a good way to do it. The other thing, and this one I think is really important. I touched on it earlier. A lot of bands now are just, you know, releasing things digitally. They're not messing with putting out CDs and, and uh, tapes. That was the demise of the music stores, I think. I, I, I agree. Yeah. You know, digital has you know changed a lot of things, but it's also, I think, played a part in the resurgence of vinyl. A good example is there's a lot of bands, uh, Nine Inch Nails for one, uh, if we want to mention a big band, um, you know, recently has reissued a lot of their prior albums um, on vinyl. And a lot of the new releases that um, Trent Reznor has put out, he's released them digitally. You can download them from his website for like five bucks or whatever for the entire album. But if you want a physical copy of it, you're going to buy the vinyl copy, you know, it's 25, 30 bucks, but it's, it's really geared towards the people who truly want to have the physical album, be able to sit there and look at the cover art and read the notes. And if it's gatefold, you can open it up and look at it. And I'm going to do they have the lyrics in them like they used to. I'm sure that some of the, the higher, so the, I remember the ones that I, get, <coughs> I pulled me. the jacket out of the, yes. And the lyrics would be on it. Like my Paul yes. McCartney pipes of peace one had all the lyrics in the jacket. My, uh, are we not men? We are Devo. Uh, had the lyrics to all the songs printed. The cassette, remember the cassette yeah. jackets with yeah. the lyrics inside. Oh, I love that. <laughs> anyway, a good example is I recently um, purchased a copy of an album from Author and Punisher, their newest release, Beastland. Um, only released digitally. Um, it's re- was released to 300 copies, and it's on royal blue vinyl with splatter. Um. And it's amazing looking and they're kind of appealing to that. The person wants a physical copy, but they're also by doing the limited 300 uh, copies, you know, sort of appealing to collectors too. that, you know, you're getting, you know, something rare. Oh, are all these reissues limited editions now? Not necessarily. Some, oh, okay. some are. And, you know, you mentioned earlier saying about what types of music you can get. Well, you can get most things on vinyl. Um, in addition to all your classic rock and these reissues, you can also, I was taking a look on eBay and I noticed that you can get Lady Gaga albums or Kanye West albums on vinyl. On vinyl. Really? Yes. Okay. Um, you can get soundtracks, the stranger things season one and two soundtracks. Oh, I would love to have that. I can kind of see that being exactly. on vinyl because the way that the time period that show was. I know. Yeah. Right. And that, that sort of cool sounding like synth, background sort of music. I'm loving the whole vinyl thing. I mean, I'm an 80s girl. Yeah. You know, you know, lately I've been buying retro tennis shoes on eBay. That's, you yeah. know, the ones I wore back in the day. You know, they're <laughs> I'm getting some strange looks wearing them around town, but I got to find me some more Mindy suspenders next and I'll be, Oh, that'd be funny. Yeah, I'll be I'm I'm looking so. So, I guess to wrap my part up, if you're interested in vinyl, find yourself a record player, start yeah. buying some records and just enjoy. Um, if you want to understand what you need or you're a little more concerned about things like sound quality and the quality of the equipment, just look around on YouTube and on the internet. <clears throat> you can find several videos and, and forums that sort of explain all of this. Just don't don't get caught up in all of the the arguing and the nitpicking over stuff, you know. Just get yourself a record player, start buying records you, and vinyl you like, and just start listening to it and enjoy it. That's the whole point of this. 
It's, you know, I don't, I don't buy these to someday sell them off and make millions of dollars, which is probably not going to happen. No, your son will take them someday and sell them He'll off. He'll sell them off and get $50 <laughs> to buy a new video game, probably. Right. Well, or half of it. Right. Video games then will probably be $100, right. you know. Um, but I, I buy these because I like these bands. These are, these are bands that I grew up listening to and new artists that have come out that, you know, I really enjoy listening to. And I just, you get, you help support them because you're buying a physical thing. You're also getting in most cases, a digital download as well. If you want to have the music digitally to put on your computer or your phone or whatever, you still have that option as well. In fact, I mentioned author and punisher there's a digital download card inside of that. Uh, in, yeah, I was actually playing a little bit of it the other day. Um, so that's all I've got for this episode. Yeah, see, I'm the type of person who I'm always, you know, I'm always on the go. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, I commute, I go, I'm in the car like all the time. And I am more of a digital download kind of gal just because that's yeah. my lifestyle. You know, I it's don't convenient. have a whole lot of time million, you know to even when I but anyways I do like the whole idea of the vinyl and I love it brings me back to the day when that's all I had and I really like the thought of it and I really hope that we keep getting into that you know, a little bit more, well you so. mentioned that I uh, there are times where I like to sit down and just put on and listen to an entire entire record there are other times where I just want to hear a few songs and if I just want to hear a few songs here and there off of from a artist off of multiple albums or just different genres of music that's when i go to my collection on my computer i do have one request way. yes in front of your record player i want to put some shag carpet i want you to refrigerate with some jolt cola right here by it so when we listen to your <laughs> lps we can sit on the shag carpet indian style and drink jolt cola like i did way back hmm. in the day so there we go <laughs> <laughs> I'll think about that. Okay. And remember, get my LPs out of the garage. I will. Okay, guys. It has been so much fun having Eddie on here. And I found it very interesting. I hope you did, too. We will get him back. I'm going to work on getting another guest star down here in the next month or two that knows just as much about music as he does. And I'll just get him on here, and we'll just get you all knowledge up about all kinds of music I know nothing about. So that being said, we will. I will see you next weekend. Um, well, you won't, I won't see you, but I will actually drop a new podcast next weekend. It will be my St. Patrick's Day edition. I'll be working on that all week to get that ready for you. And it has been fun. We will, and I'm going to work on Eddie getting him a Twitter because, and that way you can hit him up if you have any questions, anything you, maybe any requests you want him to talk about. Um, Maybe we'll get him on here more often and we'll get him into social media a little more since I'm getting some questions about him. So you guys have a good week. I'm going to leave you with one last quote. This is something to think about. Women and cats will do as they please. Men and dogs should just relax and get used to the idea. So <laughs> this is Michelle Outlander signing off. You guys have a wonderful week and I will talk to you soon. Good night.